What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Sauce Cast. We hope you enjoy the first one. Uh, well, hopefully, this thing keeps getting better. And today, I have a couple of dudes here with me. Uh, Nate's back. Ooh. What's up, Nate? How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. And today, we have Misael with us. What's going on, man? What's up, everyone? That's one of the coolest names, by the way. Misael. Easily. You know, Easily. right? Easily, yeah. Like, what does it mean? Does that ever mean? Uh, yeah, it's derived from Michael, which means uh, who is what God is. Oh, hello. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the Spanish translation of uh, one of the guys that got thrown into the oven in the book of Daniel. Oh, wow. So in English, it should be Mishael, but I got Spanish parents. So. Oh, that's cool. I, th- I think we should start calling you Mishael. Like, that's even cooler. <laughs> the shack. You know? The only thing that I don't like about Mishael is that he's wearing a Yankees hat right now. Thanks. Sorry, you, know, you guys are first right now. But Red Sox is <laughs> killing it right now, so we love that. Um, so today, we want to talk about change, right? Real change versus fake change. So I was thinking we title this one, The Change or Not the Change. That is the question, right? Yep. So so when we, when we talk about change, what do you guys think real change means? To me, it's like... It's a process. It, like any, anything that's like good doesn't come quickly, you know? Yeah. It just seems like change should be this sometimes long process, sometimes hard process, but genuine at the end of the day. To me. That's, that's good. I think it should be something that it doesn't take people a lot to see. Um, if you got to explain to people that you change, then I don't think you change. Mm. Uh, and a lot of times you see that in relationships. Um, women trying to change dudes and, and they're talking about that they're changing but you're not seeing the fruits and if you're not seeing the, the change then it, uh, is he really changing or is he just telling you that he's changing yeah I, I, I like that you guys are talking about the process because I was thinking about that that I really like again I'm going to get a little bit deep here and talk about the word metamorphosis you know that the actual transformation is taking place from within like the grub that becomes a butterfly you know, there's an actual change there, but there's a process. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. It's over time okay. that you get a butterfly. But that thing is ugly in the beginning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ever seen a grub? Oh, it's yeah. just like, what is that? <laughs> and how do you get a beautiful butterfly out of that? You know, yeah. well, it's the process of metamorphosis. It takes time. You know, and, and so a lot of times I think, I don't know. We live in a micro society where we want something to, to happen like instantly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's true. For sure. I, I like how you say it's ugly. Yeah. Before, because honestly, change is ugly. It's not pretty, and, and it, it's grimy. It's 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 got thorns. It's, it's just one of those things. And a lot of times, we, we want to avoid it because it, it hurts, and and you don't want to address things that bring back feelings. And and that's why you see a lot of people that don't change, and they they live in their dysfunction because um, it hurts them too much to mm. start poking at things that they're comfortable with. So yeah, sometimes like the most substantial change really hurts and it's really ugly but it brings forth like the most sometimes the most beautiful stuff yeah because i mean honestly in order for anything to change something has to give right and that's the hardest part you know what i mean is that something has to give like something has to die in order for something new yeah to 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 come to existence and i think that's where a lot of people kind of like would rather settle Mm. than to actually have a real change uh, right, you because know. you can get the look of it. Right. You know, you can you can look changed on social media, like we were talking about last week. <laughs> but I mean, is it really in your heart? 
You know, yeah. is it real? Is it real? Yeah. And and how would you guys, uh, I guess, equate real change to a tangible thing? Like, what 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 do you what would you say? Okay, this is a real change. Uh, I know for me, um, for me it was it was when again we go back to what we were just talking about. People see it, and and for me, when I really started changing and really started uh, self evaluating. Um, it was when people would actually say, man, you used to be different. Um, and the, the best compliment I get now is when I tell people, you know, oh, I used to have an anger issue and they're like, I couldn't see you being angry. Um, mm-hmm. And my job, they, they always say I'm, I'm, I have the, the best, uh, the best temperament of, of all the project managers. I can't see them flipping out about anything. Huh. But again, that is a testament to actual change because that wasn't me. So, yeah. you know, and then of course, when it's real change and, and it's from God, then you can't take credit. So yeah. I can't take credit for not being angry anymore. That's just a product of my relationship with God. Yeah. And it is, it's true because, like, when real change happens, for me anyways, I notice my habits are different. Mm. Very different. You know, if, it, if it's something that, like, big and really had a real big impact on me, I do things differently. Yeah. You know, I look at things differently. Yeah. That's good because I was thinking along those lines of, like, one of the things that I see myself is the difference between wanting to do something versus having to do something. Yeah, that's mm. good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, to me, that's where real change begins to take place is when now I want to versus like that having to. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Where now it's like it's, it's an inward motivational change that's really taking place where it's not like I have to do this thing, but it's like, man, now I have a desire to. Yeah, mm. that's cool you say that because when I first started to have a relationship with God, I did go from having, because I grew up in church. I was a church kid, so I knew church was a, a, a thing you did, and I had to go to church. Um, but it wasn't until I started to have a relationship with God and, and really changed that it went from having to to wanting to, to the point where I remember when I, when I first got, you know, radically changed, I, I would look at, back then, my wife, you know, my, my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, why do people not go to church? Like, I can't wait to go to church. It was like, it didn't make sense that people weren't going to church. Mm. But before, it was like, I have to go to church because my parents are telling me I yeah. have to go to church. Or because I'm on the worship team, mm. I have to play the drums. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, it almost pushes, like, a different type of, uh, like, the momentum changes. Instead of, like, things being for you or about you, it, it transforms into other people and other people's feelings. Yeah. And speaking of that, then let's talk about that a little bit. Like, why is it that it seems to be that in church there's this this, this pressure for people to perform versus to actually be transformed? Why, why do you guys think that is? Like, you both grew up in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from your from your point of view, like, why is it that we have this real change versus this fake change? Yeah, I think it goes back to just a bad theology. Um, like I grew up in church and for the longest I would look at the pastor or the people lead worship and I had this false perception that they were perfect or they mm-hmm. weren't sinning or the things that I would, was going through they weren't going through um, the thoughts that I had sometimes they didn't have um, and if you have that perception then you have this pressure to to try to get up to that level to, to try and do the things like they would do it when in reality they're living the same life as you. Yeah. And they're going through the same struggles. They have the same thoughts. They have the same weaknesses. Um, but a lot of times they don't 
necessarily portray that. So then we have this need to try to portray what we think we should portray. Um, and it's, it's a bad theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, it, I noticed that, like, I would be, it would be for, like, other people's approval. You know what I mean? I would fake it to get my pastor's approval, to get, you know, somebody else's approval. It was, it was all about approval. And that, that was, like, what mainly drove me to pretend, mm. uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very unfortunate because I remember uh, when I got saved, I was 20 years old. And, uh, and for, for the first time, because I, I didn't really grow up going to, like, I went to church, but I wasn't into the church culture, fully immersed in it. So I didn't see that until I got saved. And I started to see, wait a minute, there's a lot of pressure here to perform. Um, and it's almost like people are not at ease. You know, there's, there's always built up tension. And like you said, I think it stems from bad theology um, and also bad church culture, I think. Yeah. You know, we sure. create this culture of like, let's all pretend everything right. is good. Yeah. It's you know? And it's like shaming, shaming people too for like being open and, and people feeling like they can't come out and say like, I'm struggling with this. I can't do this. Yeah. Because it, I mean, I know... In my, in my past, like, you couldn't do that at church. You couldn't go to people and say, I'm struggling with this, because yeah. it was like, bro, don't tell anybody that. You know yeah, I mean? definitely. Or even, God forbid, you go to the altar. Uh, I grew up in I the know, church. man. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 if I went to the altar, then my mom's asking me, what's like, wrong? What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 or yeah. The, the worship director's like, you'll yeah. be good? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I just need prayer. <laughs> I, I, I got an experience like that. The first time ever going to the altar, I, was, I wasn't saved yet. It was just like in that rumblings. I started to like question things. And, mm-hmm. and I thought they, they were doing a, a series on second coming. That will get you to the altar. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know what I'm saying? My pastor was going in. It was like a four-week series. I'm like, man, the world's going to end. I'm not ready. I'm 19 years old. I know I'm not living right. You know what I mean? I remember going to the altar, right? And I, I kid you not, I, I go to the altar. I'm scared out of my mind. And one of the, the guys came and, and be like, and he was like, hey, how can I pray for you? Man, I'm at the altar lying. <laughs> I mean, God forbid me. Forgive me for this, but I'm like, I'm not going to tell this guy what I'm doing. You know what I mean? But I'm going to burn right here. So I like started make, making up some stuff. Like, I just want to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so, but, but there's this, this tension, man, unfortunate, mm-hmm. in the church to perform. And, and believe it or not, like one of the, the cool things that I've been hearing so much in, in our church is this. People say, like, they feel like I could be myself here. Yeah. You know, and that's a, that's. Unfortunately, that's a compliment. It shouldn't be. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I'm hearing that over and over again. People are like, wow, wait a minute. Like, I can actually be me here. And, and I, like one of the cool stories, real quick, that I saw was a guy that came in one week. He was like fully like suited up for church. And the next week, he had like a, like a, tra- like a, a running uh, track thing on, jogging <laughs> suit. Because it's almost like click on him. Like, oh, I don't have to like... Again, there's nothing wrong with a suit, but it's yeah. almost like he felt like, oh, I didn't have to do all that. Yeah. And the cool right. thing is, I saw him again this week in church, and now he's wearing a, an NFL jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? But all that to say, I think it's it's the pressure that makes change an external thing versus an internal thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and the more you push that external stuff, the less you or the easier it becomes to avoid the internal stuff. Mm. So I, I was in church for so long. On the external, I was what everyone 
wanted me to be. Um, and, and meanwhile, I'm broken, more broken than ever, hurting more than ever. And, you know, because of the fact that I have to put on this facade, I don't have the energy or, or the, the, the desire to even touch the internal stuff. Or not even that, I didn't have the outlet because I couldn't go to my, I didn't feel like I could go to my leaders. I, right. I didn't feel like I could go get prayer. So where am I going to get the real change? There's, there's no outlook for it. So. Mm-hmm. I remember being like almost surprised when I came to New Life because like the culture was very different in my old church. So when I came and I was like opening up to some like you, like uh, I remember John called John. It was like you guys didn't react like I thought you would. You guys were like, dude, like it's okay. Like everybody has the struggles. Like it's cool. Yeah. And to me, that was so refreshing. Yeah. Like more than anything. That was the most refreshing part. Yeah. So. I think I think one of the greatest things that any human being needs to hear is me too. Me too. Yes. Yeah, you awesome. know what I mean? There's yeah. something freeing about that. Sometimes when I'm listening to people that I look up to, pastors or leaders, and, and I hear them share a struggle and, and, and make me feel like, oh, wait, I'm no less human than you are. You know? It's, it's almost strengthening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It and and it breaks. It breaks. It adversely it breaks the strength of whatever it is you're going through because mm. I know for me like when I first started going to, uh, to or when I first got saved again um, saved again huh yeah that's a theology right there we're going to get into that that's yeah, <laughs> wrong theology but I should say when I reded- oh, rededicated my life <laughs> uh, what's it called um, the, the the big struggle that I had to address was was lust and, and you know dealing with porn and, and, and all that stuff and um from where I came from, no one talked about that. Mm. There was no teachings. There was no help. There was nothing. And, and I start going to this crew um, with a bunch of guys, and they bring it up. And I'm looking around the table like, well, wait, you guys are breaking the rules. <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk about this. And everyone starts talking about it, and they're, they're, everyone's going through it. And all of a sudden, it weakens in me because now, wait, I'm not the only one. I'm not this terrible human being that's dealing with this. No, all the guys are dealing with it. And, and yeah. I remember uh, one of the guys that I, I, I took me under his wing when I first started coming back to church, um, he, he told me a line that, that stuck with me. He said that there's two types of dudes in this world, guys who struggle with lust and guys who lie about it. Huh. That's <laughs> okay. good. I like that. <laughs> and ever since then, it's like we, we struggle with this thing and it's like we, we try to, or the enemy wants us to just put it to the side and no one talk about it. And, it just gives it more strength. It's not that strong. Yeah, yeah. faster in the dark. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, and anything that's not brought to the light will continue to have, you know, dominion over you. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and and it's unfortunate to be in a place where we highlight the light, and people are still in the hiding because they don't feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to come out and just say, "I'm struggling," you know. Um. So, so what are some of the some of the um, Challenges you would think. Let's talk first of all in, in in terms of a new believer. You know what I mean? What are some of the challenges that you guys see a new believers facing when they want to change and come into church and, and really get it into it? But then that's that battle of okay, who am I and where am I supposed to be? To be? Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest detriment to a new Christian. Is an old Christian, mm. <laughs> and uh, they, <laughs> yeah, they come in and and it, to no fault of the the old Christian, but they put a little bit of pressure on the new Christian. Yeah, um, 
And I think you, you, you wanted to touch on this a little bit, but there's the, the whole Christianese. Yeah. Uh, and they hear people talking a certain way and, mm-hmm. and doing things a certain way. And it's, it's overwhelming. It's yeah. like starting a new job and, and all of a sudden they, they, they expect you to do things that you never did before. And they're mm-hmm. like, wait, how do, how do I keep I, I'm way too far behind? Yeah. And so people come into the church and, and when people are not genuine and, and are not keeping it in bite sizes, yeah. you know, something that people can actually attain and do. Um, they see these people, and and I'm on I'm on the stage, and and I'm constantly struggling with that because I don't want people to come in and see me on stage and think like, oh, this guy's perfect. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm dealing with the same thing. I got kids. I got a mortgage. I got a job. I right. I got a car that needs an oil change. Like, <laughs> like it, it's all there. It's just I just happen to have this ministry that I'm I'm on a platform. Right. It's also like the social media um, effect where. They see you in church, see worshiping, not swearing, and they think that's what they are. Mm. Well, that's what I gotta be. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think it's it's so unfair to to compare someone's day one with someone's day five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm true. saying? Like I, I think about it in terms of kids. Like I have five kids. It, it's so unfair for me to expect my two year old to act my, like my eleven year old. Yeah, you know what true. I mean, and I think that's what we do a lot of times. It's like someone comes in automatically; they're supposed to just know the lingo, yeah. know yeah. the routine, right. know what to do, know what not to do, and then we get mad with them. Like that to me is what, as a pastor, it really grieves my heart that a lot of times we don't give new believers room to actually yeah. grow. And then the funny thing is, like you're saying, the old ones, it's not like that even they grow themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but but everybody wants to look like they've grown. Mm. You know, because we I think we like the look. More than the actual change. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. It's like we want to. It's it's the social media thing. Like you want people to see this facade. I gotta get this perfect. Yeah. You know, like like the moment wasn't even that great. You made it look like it was greater than it was. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some people in the church that their life isn't that great as they're portraying this thing, and then they leave and in the car ride home they're already swearing and doing all the you know pissed and and getting mad with their wife and it's like what are you doing? What are you doing? You're putting on this facade. You're saying, you know, I'm blessed, highly favored. <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, again, I think that it's, there's this unnecessary pressure being put on people that God didn't put on us. No. You know what I mean? I think about that once in a while. I think God just looks down and says, I didn't do that to you. Why are you, why are you doing that to somebody else? And we yeah. have a we have a template. Like he he looked down on Jesus before he did anything and said, "I'm pleased." Yeah, I'm pleased, and that that's that was a prophecy to all of us that right. he's pleased with where we are right now. And if you can grasp that, that's going to lead to change. Yeah, because if you can grasp that he's pleased with you where you are, then that love for him is going to cause you to want to be closer to him. Yeah, and as you get closer to him, it's the things that are not in line with what he wants you to live they're going to come they're going to fall off without you even trying right it's just going to be a product of that relationship yeah it's like the thing i like to say every week i'm not there yet but i'm on my way yeah and and, that, and to me change comes from a place of acceptance you know what i mean to me it's like the more i feel accepted of course you want to change yeah you know what i mean of course you want to thrive when you know you're already in a place where you're loved not because you're performing you yeah. know what i'm saying but because you are accepted. And I don't know about you guys, but it's like one of those things where like, man, then I, I want to get my game up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not because I have to, because I want to. 
You know, what if I mean? you do it, if you do it out of a place of trying to achieve something, it's it, it's it's not going to last. It's it's the bad girlfriend treatment. Mm. You know, you, you break up, everyone changes to get back together, and then you're back to square one. Re- <laughs> yeah. Rebound. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You broke up with him. He, he stopped texting the other girl. Went back, and then a month later, he's texting someone else. Oh, and, hello. And he didn't. He didn't change. <laughs> you just put him in a position to act like you changed. Oh man, we're getting saucy over here. <laughs> Um, now, so, so what are some, some advice though for new believers? Cause you know, again, for our church, there's a lot of new believers. Yeah. It's not a week that we don't get right. people brand new, saved, you know, trying to figure it out all ages. So what are some of the advices that you would have for a person that's still new to the faith? I think just being honest with yourself and being honest with where you're at, you know, where your relationship with God is and not be afraid to say, yeah, I got much more growth to go, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to bring it back and say, mind your neck. Mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the other person. Yeah. Focus yeah. on yourself. Yeah. Don't worry about the person next to you, because comparison, that, that you're never going to feel satisfied, because there's always going to be someone else that looks a little better, looks a little cleaner, acts a little better than you do, you know? So if you just stop focusing on the people next to you and just focus on God. Yeah. And, that and, right there. and you're probably doing better than you think you are. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that to me that you're opening up yourself to the possibility of God mm-hmm. and of salvation and of grace, that's already a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, especially in a day and age of, of so many cynicism and skepticism and hate. To me, it's like, man, the fact that you're coming. Like, I, I, get, I have the best seat in the house to see that. Like, people coming and, and see them wrestle to, to make sense of it all. Yeah. And then get to the point of embracing it, you know. As you guys know, I like to make that joke about finding Nemo. Like, the person that, you know, starts raising their hand on the side, you know, trying to get comfortable. And then, you know, a few weeks later, they fully embracing all, it. All I saw that this week. I saw a man that, you know, for a while I've been praying for him to have that breakthrough. And, I, and it happened this week. And, and he doesn't know this, but I'm celebrating with him, you know, at that moment. That there's no pressure. Pressure's off. I think grace is supposed to take the pressure off of us and put it on the fact that Jesus already did the finished work for you. Yep. You know what I mean? And knowing that the pressure's off, like, just makes you want to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you even see Jesus say that. Was it Peter was asking about someone else? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He said, mind your business. Mind your business. Talking to you. (laughs) Talking to you, bro. (laughs) And we do that, right? Yeah. And we're like, sometimes we church like, yeah. But we're like, oh, I wish someone was here to get that message. Yeah. Like, I think you're here. <laughs> you're supposed to be getting it. That's my wife, man. Every message. Oh, really? Like, Yo, that's you, man. <laughs> so, what are you, though? <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, Mrs. Saint over here. Oh, man, that's so good. You know, but it's, 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 it's human nature, I think, you know, to always look around. You know what I mean? Look around to see yeah. who's doing what. Am I measuring up to that? You know, like you said earlier, the social media thing. It brings so much, you know, pressure to compare. Right. Yeah. As opposed to embrace who you are uh, and, and where you are. I think that's right. the other thing. It's like where you are is critical to where you're going. And as opposed to always trying to be ahead. You yeah. know? And I've seen that a lot, especially with, with not just honestly, I'm not seeing this with just new believers, I'm seeing this with believers <coughs> who haven't really like grown into who they believe that they are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. Um, but there's a difference between knowing something and doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think right. I'm seeing a lot of people knowing things. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but you know that, but are you walking that? Are you actually doing the thing? Yeah, it's like, you just, you're not putting it into practice. 
You know, but, like you're standing behind the person that Shaw's rolling your eyes because they, 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 their EBT card didn't go through. Mm. Instead of being like, hey, let me pay for that. Yeah. Since your card didn't go through, let me pay for it. You right. know what I mean? Like the little things like that. Like, are you really, are you really reflecting yeah. what, you're, what you're learning on Sunday? Are you practicing it? Are you, are you shutting down the gossip at work when they're talking about the boss and what you did? Uh, are, are you, uh, you know, fellas, are you doing the dishes for your wife when, when she's up to her neck with everything else? Oh, hello. Here we go. That's, that's more to me. <laughs> well, He's but, preaching to himself. Yeah, preaching to myself. But yeah, it's, it's are you practicing what, what, what you're hearing on Sunday? Because you're amen and you're clapping. Are yeah. you doing it though? Yeah. And, and let's not buy into the lie that just because someone knows a lot of Christian lingo doesn't mean they're really being like Jesus. That's one of the things that burns me up. It's like a lot of the over-the-top religious language. That honestly, to me, the more religious language, the more you're trying to hide something. It's like a red flag. You know, exactly. Oh, praise the Lord, flag. brother. Hallelujah. Like, yeah, I'm like, not stopping shop, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't just say hi. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? You know what I mean? I think that's a massive red flag where it's just a masking of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, okay, I sound it. I must be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think Jesus was very, very blunt with that. Oh, yeah. With the Pharisees when he was like, you brood of vipers, you you look like a washed up tomb. Like Jesus had some really harsh words. Yeah, or even when when the guy comes to him and says good teachers, like what makes me good? Yeah, exactly. Boom, all right, let's shut it down. (laughs) Yeah, why are you trying to compliment me? What what are we here for? Yeah. (laughs) I love Jesus for that, man. What would Jesus do? I don't know, man. He's a thug. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) not Mr. You know? And and so so with that in mind, I mean, we're already kind of touching on it, but but let's talk about the, the, the person that's been in church for a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they have their own challenges. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times, they don't even know they have their own challenges. Mm-hmm. You know? But let's talk about that. Like, What does real change look for someone who's really been there already? I think for someone that's been there all, for, for a while, I think that the biggest form of change would be um, discipling. I, I think when you start discipling a new person, it starts to remind you of those things that maybe you haven't fully gotten a grasp on. Yeah, it's good. Because if you're just sitting back and watching other people do it, it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, you got to do this, that. But until you actually start rubbing elbows with someone that's new, you're like, man, like, I thought I had this under grasp, but you know, I'm trying to help this person. I'm seeing, like, I, maybe I don't have it 100%. Um, so, yeah, I think discipleship is a big one. And sometimes, too, like, new people, that you, you get that check in yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, man, like, I got, I got some things I got to work on. Yep. You yeah. see how, like, almost enthused they are about it all and it almost reignites something you know yep. yeah right. and, and so to go along with that i think one of the challenges is familiarity yep we just become familiar with this thing yeah we become comfortable and we're no longer challenged by it and, and when you're not challenged by something then you you become the problem yeah you know what i mean you become yeah. the person that's in the way of breaking all right you know the ins and outs you know how to look you know how to pray you know if i just lift my hands close my eyes they just assume I'm, I'm you know, yeah, worshiping, I'm, you know? Yeah, the right way. Right. And that was where I was when I was, you know, because I've been on a worship team since I was like eight years old. And, you know, when I was at my old church, I knew the right things to say. Mm-hmm. I knew it was like almost like Catholic church. I knew when to stand, mm-hmm. when to kneel, when to say, right. <laughs> bless you. Right. <laughs> I, do, I, I do every little thing. So there was no real change. I was just doing the things. But even further than that, I think now what I'm seeing for myself is... Um, as a as a 
as an old Christian soul where what we deal with is entitlement. Yeah, that's um, good. Oh, I've been here a while, you know, and and it's hard to, to fight that one. It's like the old guys at work, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I, yeah I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I, I've been spiritual doing. union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> local, local seven, 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 seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. true. And you see, like new believers coming in and getting getting theirs and 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 changing and and God using some of them. And and it's easy as a old 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 timer to be like, what about me? I've been here long. Yeah. You know, and, and you got to fight that because God don't care how long you've been here. Right. He'll take someone day one and, and do more than he did with you. Because yeah. that's what he had to, for, for them to do. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Absolutely. I think that's one of the wrong concepts of maturity. The thing, just because I've been around enough that I'm mature. You know, that that's not what maturity looks like. Maturity, to me, is, okay, what am I doing with the fact that I've been here? Yeah. A while, like you said, going back to discipleship, you know, taking someone else under my wing and saying, I want to help you. I want to teach you the ropes. And as I'm doing that, it's almost like it creates a new passion in me, yeah. you know what I mean, for this thing. And so that to me is one of the, the obstacles. It's, it's familiarity that leads to entitlement, and entitlement leads to the wrong understanding of what spiritual maturity actually is. It's, yeah. it's like we go back to it. It's like the, 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 the basics of it all. Like why does why does God change us? What what's the point of Him changing me in in a certain area if I'm not going to help someone else see that change? Mm. It's almost like when you talk to someone that goes through a tragedy, you know, take this tragedy. What, what is this tragedy going to be? Is it just going to be a tragedy, or you're going to use it for something? So if if God changes me, if He helps me with my anger, who am I to hoard that? Yeah, you know. Right. I should be taking that and, and going to the next person and saying, hey, God help me through this. He can help you because it says it right in the word through through the the word of my testimony will overcome. Right. But if I'm hoarding that, there's someone in my community that's hurting because yeah. I'm hoarding that. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is this whole, like, at what point do we become the one that actually feeds others? You know, yeah. when Jesus challenged the disciples, he said, you feed them. Yep. You know, I don't think he was just... Trying to be spiritual, I think he was making a point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on you to do it. You know, and I think that's 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 another thing that I that I've been, especially lately, been feeling that so much is that we're, we're called to be disciple makers. You know what I mean? Like not just to be one ourselves. Yeah. So at some point, I have to turn this thing and say, okay, who am I helping? Like I, I, I use this this illustration a long ago that, you know, one of the wins for me as a as a parent is to see my two older ones. Now help with the younger ones. You That's know what cool. I mean? That's a huge win. Mm-hmm. To get up in the morning and be like, oh, you gave your two-year-old <laughs> breakfast? That, that's a major win. Yeah. You know, I don't have to do that. And, uh, and my wife doesn't have to do that. And how much more should that translate to, to, to believers in church? Mm-hmm. That you're looking around and saying, who are the new ones here that I need to be helping? Yeah. yeah. I think another one is uh, cynicism. I know mm-hmm. for me that, that was an issue. You know, you, you know what, what parts of the song will get people going. You know... When pastor screams here, people get riled up. It's like you almost think you got it figured out, yeah. almost. You know? Yeah. It's like it's like it's like, uh, it, it's like the guy that never played sports, but he knows what everybody should be doing. Right. You right. know, the guy that yeah, the morning morning quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows what Brady should be doing on Monday. Oh yeah. You know, but have you ever been under the huddle <laughs> and have two seconds to make yeah, yeah. a decision? Yeah, they yeah, I mean? think because they figured out the formula that there's not something more to it. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. they just boil it right down to just the formula. Yeah. Of, you know. 
And uh, so let, let's talk about this because we always like to end with some practical things that, that can help. Um, recently, talk, talk more of a personal, from a personal standpoint. What, what is a change that you've been seeing in your own personal life recently? For me, um, so I have, I have three little ones, um, and they're all different. Um, we had our first daughter. I was 23, so I was still a kid. Um, and she was like the perfect baby, perfect toddler, everything. And then we had my son, and he gave us, he's given us a run for our money. So um, I think with him, I've, I've seen a change in me because I, I was trying to handle him the way I thought that I needed to be handled. Um, and, and I was coming from a place of really just like, I, I was seeing that, that old anger. Um, because it was frustrating because it wasn't I wasn't getting my message through to him um, and I was seeing that that wasn't working and and the moment I had that that really messed with me was just seeing the look in his face when I was correcting him one day and it was it was fear-based mm. and though I want to get the message across to my son that these things I'm trying to instill in him are, are to put some barriers around him so that he could thrive I don't want to do that from a place of fear. I don't yeah. want that relationship to be a fear-based relationship. Yeah. So I had to adjust the way that that I talked to him, the way I encountered with him, the way I corrected him. Um, and I could say, like, over the past few months, that relationship has shifted. And now I'm seeing more... I, 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 I'll say this to be real. I, 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 today I love my son more than I did six months ago. That's awesome. Man. And that relationship is cultivating and I could say it's vice versa and you know he, he just went recently on a trip with my mom for two weeks and I missed that. I missed the crap out of him. <laughs> like I, I, I miss my boy and um, last year I, I was not at that point. I was I was not at that point so it, it took some shifting in me to actually uh, raise him the way that I want to raise him. It's good. Uh, for me I'd say I rode the religious train till I had no wheels, like, and I was so tired of it. I was so tired of, like, just going to church, doing it, and coming home feeling empty. So lately, it's just been, like, I've been hungry for just something real and something, like, just genuine and life-changing. So, yeah, I guess my motivations kind of shifted to where it was, like, be a Christian because I know how to do it to like be a Christian because I got no other option. Like I need this. I need this to be real. Yeah. You know? It's good. It's good. You know, for me in the season right now is, is really uh, learning to grow uh, emotionally. You know, how, how, to, how to deal with things from a, a more intelligent uh, way, I guess. Because, you know, I'm in a season of a lot of warfare, a lot of criticism, a lot of, you know, external voices trying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you said earlier, Jesus was given the voice of uh, approval before he did anything. And so and so that's one of the challenges I think of a big church and things are growing. It's a lot of there's a lot of voices. You know, so I feel like God's really been teaching me to uh, how to not just discern the voices, but how to be okay with with within even when these voices are shouting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to learn to be emotionally more mature. You know, not to be so quickly to try to answer somebody or try to post something. Yeah. 
in response, you know what I mean? But to be okay with me, because at the end of the day, I, I'm only responsible for myself, you know? Uh, I can't respond to everything, and also I shouldn't be letting any voices dictate how my feelings are gonna go down. Yeah, you that's know? good. So, yeah. hey, I, I, I hope you guys have enjoyed this, this, uh, this episode of the SauceCast, and uh, if, if you have, uh, do us a favor, uh, Spread it out, you know. Let, let someone know about it. This is a new, it's a new thing, but we heard so many great feedbacks from the first one. We hope that this encouraged somebody. But let us know. Let us know. We love to hear from you. But also, let a friend know that this is a, uh, it's a good sauce cast to check out. So, shout out to Nate and Miss Al for being here today. Yeah. I will see you guys soon. Peace. See. You.